Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. It's a special bachelor party edition of the Fight Game Podcast. John, I am going to be married in about a day and a half, a little almost almost two days here. Yep. And you and I, on our go-home show to the wedding, are going to have a little bit of a fun segment where... I reached out to the Twitter sphere and in our Facebook group, and I asked for some marriage advice. And even if you were single, you could still send it. Um, and you know, it's not like I've been married before. I was married for seven years when I was like 24 years old. But I thought it would have some fun. And you know, you're a veteran in this marriage game. You 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 you, you have some advice for the youngsters. You're a savvy vet of marriage game. So I think it'll be fun. We'll go over some of that in uh, in the first segment of this show. And then when we come back, we'll talk. We'll do our normal AEW and NXT stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's not, you know, honestly, there's not really a whole lot going on um, unless you wanted to really dig into the news. Obviously, WWE had their uh, had their their uh, quarterly call um, business is great, obviously because of the TV deals. Um, and you know, there we had a we had a pretty fun UFC show last week. UFC's just kind of rolling. Yeah, they're, a, they're doing what they do. There's another fight this weekend, right? I just, I just, yeah, I didn't realize it till just one of those like advertisements came on my my page at work, or you know, my their home my home um, internet page at work, and I was like, jeez. <laughs> another fight but i mean well oh, yeah the i mean heck? they're they're just they're just like clockwork right yeah, they're just, just putting out, them out. They, they have so many fighters you know they they're able to do these shows and you know when, when you do them in in this time you know you're not you know you don't have to you're not running buildings you're mm-hmm. just you know they, they got out of abu dhabi um they're gonna come back and and, and run out of vegas i think and the so, the main event looks actually pretty good so Looks like a, this, like a nice look, look, hardcore if, if, for if big hardcore fans, you know. You know, we have sports where we're you know, I don't know if you have it on the background, but I'm currently watching our Giants get screwed uh, with this new extra it's inning. It's muted, group. it's muted, but yeah. I can't see the TV from that right now though. Yeah, so you know, baseball it it's not it, there's there's definitely something missing doing it this way. Basketball came back tonight. It was pretty interesting. It felt it felt like I don't know, it was weird. Just watching basketball with no crowd in an open gym, it felt like an open gym kind of feel. But uh, the the play was pretty high quality, so mm-hmm. you know they they'll have that going for them. But the UFC, not to say that it has improved with no fans, but have you ever been to a concert where you see your favorite artist and they perform in like a really big building? And then that same artist does it in like a really small building. 
like the small feeling like that building is a little bit more quaint it's a little bit more romantic it just feels like you're a little bit closer to the artist that's what i feel watching these ufc shows it's like it's like very uh if it, it's a different environment and one in which you can kind of focus on certain things and you know because ufc crowds in general like what what they really promote in, in the crowds uh you know more so back in the day than today but you know, the craziness and people, you know, back in the day, it was like people, you know, taking their shirt off and hmm. throwing their beers up in the air and stuff. It's not it's not really like that anymore. But um, yeah, you know, I just I just like that product with no fans. It's it's so cool. It feels really intimate. Yeah, and it works really well. It really works well with no fans. And as we've seen with the tough house, right, the tough fights, um, uh, those have been always entertaining. And the fans really didn't bother me then. You know, no fans, you know, didn't bother me then so yeah i mean ufc it works ufc i, don't, I haven't watched a boxing match yet with no fans I, but i assume boxing is the same way it should work it's, really well it's okay but part of the appeal of big time prize fighting is that big fight feel mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. vegas feel the celebrities that and, and and that that's not going to be there obviously so um okay so Let's uh, yeah, let's just get into this thing. So uh, a couple of quick notes. Uh, the Rocky Five podcast is up. Uh, we just put that up, and uh, Rocky Five is the worst movie in the franchise. But you know, I don't I don't know if it's ever been analyzed as deeply as Dune and I did. So it's you know two hours talking Rocky Five. Yeah, uh, really good, really fun. You know, th- this show just just to give people a little bit of like inside podcast analytics. You know, the show that you and I do. I think people are sort of familiar with it. They they understand the rhyme and the rhythm, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, if I yeah, I want to hear these guys talk about wrestling, or I want to hear these guys talk about, you know, whatever. Oh, Dave Meltzer is going to be on. I want to hear him say, you know, talk to whatever. But when you when you put a different show in in the same feed, just you know, people are just not all going going to listen. One because you know we do two shows normally. And so this is a third show. But, you know, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, you might not be a Rocky fan. So I knew that, you know, as far as downloads and stuff, we weren't going to they were going to go higher for sure for this specific show. But the feedback to this show has been really awesome. And the people who are listening, like I was talking to somebody today and he was like, you know, I just uh, I, 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 uh, I, I maybe he just recently found it, but he's like, I just binged like all five of them like just today and i was like holy crap like it, it's kind of crazy because you know do and i are doing this partially because of like the love of the game and we just like working together but we didn't really know what to expect it's just a project i had in the back of my mind for a while and and it's 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 been great just listening to people enjoy the show and you know and even have counterpoints to what we're talking about like our our buddy in the in the fight game podcast group uh, Daza Darren like every time I post it he listens and he gives us like his immediate feedback mm-hmm. he's asking us questions like that kind of engagement is like where you know where are you going to get that like it's really cool so that is out there we have uh Three, we have four more to go. We've got Rocky Balboa, which comes out 16 years after Rocky Five. 
Then we have the first Creed, which comes out about nine years after Rocky Balboa, and then the second Creed, and then we'll wrap it up with an epilogue episode. So it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of work. I will say that because you know for me to produce three podcasts a week uh, is is time consuming. But you know I want it's something I wanted to do. So I hope people are enjoying it. Now you gotta and, jump on Rambo after this is. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there there is sort of a sports movie kind of thing though that is out there lingering that, you know, if I if I wanted to dig into something else. Uh, What's the one but, with Shaq and like a grandpa playing basketball? What was yeah, that? yeah, Uncle Drew. <laughs> Uncle Drew got to review Uncle Drew and the Uncle Drew podcast. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, me and uh, my buddy are doing a Giants podcast during the season, so that's where I'll pick up the slack of of uh, of this rocky thing when it, when it ends you know i have a i have a new, another podcast to do and we'll, we'll i'll talk about that at some point on this show a little bit more but we have too much stuff going on today um i guess the other thing that i wanted to say before we go is uh monday show where we'll have our wcw saturday night review um i am going to try and and we've kind of talked about it so i just don't want to say it's cemented but um Guy by the name of Ryan Drosty, he he is uh, the host of a podcast called Top Rope Nation, also on the Blue Wire Network, and he has uh, he and I have talked about wanting to do something, and I think we're going to try to do it this weekend. So hopefully that will be our Monday podcast, and really just to kind of give you the the subject is you know AEW and how they. You know who they pick up, who they've who they target for free agents, like which WWE guys are they, are they targeting, and also which indie guys are they are they targeting? And you know they have so much talent for that one show, which is why AEW Dark is like fifteen matches. But you know at some point they're going to get a second show, and we'll see how they utilize the talent. As we know from WWE, who has great talent on Raw and SmackDown, not always easy to get everybody's favorite wrestler on. And NXT, you know, they, they they only have the one hour or the two hours, the one show. And, you know, there's lots of guys that I'm sure that we wish we would get to see a little bit more. So AEW has their hands, uh, you know, has their work cut out for them. So I, that that's kind of going to be the the subject when, when I when, eventually whenever I get Ryan on. Hopefully it'll be from Monday's show. Okay, so this uh, we'll, we'll hit the uh, the bachelor party stuff here. John, uh, did, did you grab a drink? What are you drinking? If you know what I'm drinking, man. My Jack and Coke? Jack and Coke. I, but I did, since it's the batch party, I did shot and a half. I'm getting oh, wild, wow. wild on a on a late Thursday night. <laughs> so just uh for the for the people I, I started drinking. I didn't start drinking it, but I saw it at the grocery store. It is Jameson, and I'm not a huge fan of Jameson. Oh, yeah. Um but it is Jameson infused with coffee i've heard about this and and what do you think it's 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 an interesting taste i think if you really enjoy the taste of coffee mm -hmm. i think you'll actually dig it because it's got it's got a little bit of cold brew flavor to it it's got the little hit of uh, of the whiskey i mean you know it's it's strong enough um, and so I, I, I just like it cause I like drinking different stuff. I don't, I you know, I, I, at some point I may buy it again if, if once I get through with it, but, uh, yeah. yeah so J- Jameson cold brew is what I'm drinking tonight as we go through this. Yeah. And since it was your batch party, I actually got into the Kirkland margarita. 
Oh, yeah, yes. Getting dinner ready. My wife was getting dinner ready. Made a fantastic dinner tonight. Spaghetti and uh, it was an amazing pasta dish. And I uh, just like got in the fridge and I looked back. I'm like, shoot, forgot about this damn Kirkland margarita <laughs> mix. So poured myself a glass for dinner and it was uh, it was pretty nice. So yeah, man, so I'm I'm ready. It's ready. Let's just do this. I can't believe it's gonna be a couple more days and you're hitched up again. I know. Uh, yeah, you don't. You don't even. You didn't even know me when I was married the first time. No, I only know the wild, crazy Gary Gonzalez. <laughs> I mean, it's not Gary. I won't reveal too much here because it's all you know, kayfabe. But mm-hmm. not. No, actually, you're the one keeping us all under control. <laughs> uh, so, um, just to for for the after the wedding, like and, you know, the Zoom stuff, and you know, it's just a different thing. We've went. We got through the rehearsal, but if people listening to this. Uh, if you want to check out the Zoom wedding, you, know, you feel you feel a little bit of a connection. Are you going for the record or something? I think you're no. going for the record. <laughs> you know, you feel a little bit of a connection to us, and you know, you don't, you don't, you know, it's it's really just you're just watching something, right? You don't really have any opportunity to engage until later. There, there is some opportunity to engage, but you know, if, if you feel like, well, I don't really know the 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 guys or anything, and you just kind of want to check it out, like. It's totally fine by me. Like we we are really open to to this whole idea of you know doing the wedding this way. So, um, but yeah, just hit me up you know on Twitter and and we'll we'll figure it out. I'll get you a code or whatever. And if you don't, then you know it's it, fine because the you know we have a lot of people coming and and it's but it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I hope I hope people feel like uh, the hardest thing is when you do this Zoom wedding. The people watching, like, you know, you're asking people to sit there and watch TV or their phone or their computer for an hour. So we ha- we're hoping that it's interesting and fun and, you know, people get a kick out of it. I didn't um, even think about it. I think I'm just going to mirror it to my Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. That was no, the very best be cool. bet. Yeah. We're getting the kids. We're dropping the kids off. We're so, it's, it's probably, <laughs> I mean, we're really happy for you, Garrett, but, you know, this, the kid's gone for a couple hours. It's, just, <laughs> it's like just like the cherry on top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Just a little bit of uh, a little bit more inside. We we ordered because I, I haven't really had any carbs whatsoever in like a few months. So for the for the post meal, the post wedding meal, old spaghetti factory, uh, Bust, what, busting out the old spaghetti. What factory. are you getting though? Oh, I'm I my always like my meal, my go to meal, the meal. Uh, you know, if I if, if I was gonna get electrocuted. It's always spaghetti and meatballs, but I added the Italian sausage with the meatballs. So I'm just going to chow down on pasta. Nice. Sounds great. Okay, here we go. So I reached out on Twitter and on Facebook and I said, hey, doing this again. Give me your best piece of wedding advice. And so I'll try to get through these pretty quickly. But uh, we'll, we'll hit the Twitter ones first, and then we'll hit our Facebook group. Some of these are really funny, but some of these are really meaningful, too. Like Some of these are like really logical, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, we'll start with one, Vincent Verhey from The Brian and Vinny Show on F4W.com. Vinny says, this took me years to figure out, but sometimes she really will want you to just listen. Don't solve her problems. Don't offer advice. Just listen to her talk about what's bothering her and let her know you have faith in her to fix things. And Vinny's great wife, Bridget, she's so nice. She added a tip, which is don't get married expecting that person to change, accept them, and love them as they are, or don't get married. 
some some really sage advice from mm-hmm. two people who definitely waited, you know, to get married. They did not get married at a, at a very young age. They waited and dated and you get some savvy Brian or savvy Vinny Verhai advice. Okay, so someone from our who, who's a big fan of our uh, Twitter uh, page, and you know, he and I go back and forth in in DMs just talking about stuff. Info intro blog. I'm not even sure I know what his first name is. I should figure that out. Info. Uh, yeah, info. But um, he says, don't, don't let creative put you and your wife together in an angle. I think that's uh, and that's pretty solid advice. Yeah, so the funny. I like it that the, one. The great Robert Silva oh, says, yes. says she's always right, <laughs> even if she's wrong true um okay jim valley from f4w.com says my girlfriend would watch wrestling my wife doesn't i don't know if that's like a little like that's not really advice it's more like a hint of expectation um Uh, meaning you know when you're early in that relationship they're kind of cool with this weird habit that you have this weird passion of yours but then when you get married maybe not so cool Mm, yeah, most of most of the cases true. Yes, yeah. So I, that's why I wanted to ask you to see how how that fit with with your marriage. Oh, one hundred percent the same. I mean, it's just you know before. Oh yeah, I love it. It's great, 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 great. It, it was cool after too. But then once the kids came, it's like oh, you spend way too much time with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a podcast. And we did a podcast. Yeah. DJ underscore Convoy said, remain friends with your spouse. I've been with mine for 20 years and friends for a good four or five prior to that. Somehow we still have fun together and don't get on each other's nerves too much. I really like that. Thank you for that. Uh, And Brian's friend Craig from the Brian and Vinny show from F4W online he said, Adam Carolla said it best, lots of square footage and two TiVos. <laughs> we, we don't really have TiVos anymore. That shows you how old that joke is. But meaning, yeah, you know, give each other some space and sometimes TV. Two TVs for sure. One in yeah, the bedroom, one in the fan room. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. important. All right. We got Tenacious P uh, at Tenacious PZ says, if only one of you is a hardcore wrestling fan. It's their job to ensure that fandom is passed down to the children. The key demo depends on it. And this is definitely one that I was going to ask you about because just last week you were telling us about how your daughter has been so into it lately. Yeah, yeah. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, she's, you know, just, just certain people she really likes. She likes three wrestlers now. She likes to... Uh, Rhea Ripley, of course, that's her favorite. And then there's Tegan Knox, she really likes. And she has a male wrestler she likes now. Who? Bronson Reed. Oh, wow. She likes the big man. She's like, I like the big guy that can fly. <laughs> so, there you that's go. That's cool. And she likes the, the stomp on the steps and the camera shake. She she made me rewind that three times. She thought oh, that was wow. the coolest thing. Yeah, so, you know, stuff, stuff you kind of laugh at or kind of smirk at, you know, but you do it for a little kid. It's like, it's like, it was just a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for those of you who are like, oh, okay, enough about this stuff, uh, just check the, the notes of the podcast. I, I'll, I'll, put the, I'll put the times of when this segment is over if you just want to get to the nuts and bolts of the wrestling. So we'll, we'll, we're going to do this for a little bit longer. Um, okay, from our good buddy, 
someone who I enjoy talking to whenever we get the chance, Alex Goff. He says, encourage each other, be a better version of you than when you first met, and support your partner through challenging times. It's easier to take risks when you know someone will support you if it isn't a success in the way you expect. That is really sage advice. Yeah, that's my favorite one, Alex Goff. Definitely. That was great. Okay, Lance T. Storm. Oh, my God, he's going to break it down, technical. (laughs) (laughs) Lance Storm says, love without respect is just lust and never marry for lust. Told you. (laughs) Broke it down, psychology. (laughs) Uh, One of my old podcast partners and uh, someone who... uh, I, I get, you know, I chit chat with this guy every once in a while. We used to do, we used to chat a lot more, but I, I met him when he was uh, like in high school and we've always had a pretty fun and sometimes uh, you know, we butt heads, but pretty fun online uh, relationship. His name is Danny. Everyone knows him as Big D at Emperor Big D on Twitter. <laughs> Similarly to one of the other ones, he said, keep her out of the business. You won't get better advice than that. <laughs> From at parts unknown USA, all it was. This is not really advice. He just sent me a fun Undertaker gift, gif, and said, "May your single life rest in peace." <laughs> this is another vet one. This is another one that I'm like, okay, you, you, you know, someone who's really thought about this. Josh Nason, editor of F4W Online, uh, he said he, he's more so talking about at, you know after the wedding. Obviously, we're not getting, you know, we're not having the wedding that we wanted to have, you know, we were going to be an Aptos and, and have people come here. But he said, after you leave the ceremony, head to a secret location with just you and your wife, take a few minutes with yourselves, have a drink and breathe, then join everyone else 10 to 15 minutes after. It's the only time alone you'll have all day. That's a, that's a vet, that's a vet move right there. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 uh, that's happened to us. We do the same thing. All right, producer Rob, same thing. He's Brian Alvarez's producer. He says, honestly, the best advice I can give is don't take each other for granted and try to make each other just a little bit better than the day before. My uh, Another Twitter person who I've just become a little bit more friendly with, uh, she's, she's very smart about the 49ers especially. I love reading her takes on the 49ers. She's so Cali Steph on Twitter, and she says, don't go to bed angry because there's nothing weak about forgiveness. And that we got that one a lot. A lot of don't go to bed angries. Um, and that, you know, easier said than done, but <laughs> yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. And from my, uh, from my podcast partner for the new Thompson to Clark Giants podcast we're doing, Brad Evans, someone I've known since college. I knew him before he was married. He knew me through my first mar- uh, marriage. Uh, we've been buddies for now, gosh, 23 years or something. He says, talk, 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 talk. If you aren't in the same atmosphere, then you will end up like Major Tom floating in a tin can and if she's Italian like mine, then you just do most of the listening. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to help me with this one. Oh, shit. Okay. Me? Yeah. I, I'm trying. I'm, I didn't completely understand it. Bruce Mitchell from Pro Wrestling Torch. <laughs> okay. He said, life boils down to this. 
you're born, you get married, you die. After Saturday, well, you'll see what I mean. If you need definitive answers to any of your questions about this most difficult of life challenges, feel free to ask me. I, I'm not. Saying your I'm, life's over? I, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was like a negative thing. Like, is it like, oh yeah, when you get married, your life is over? Or this I mean, is like the most important thing in your life other than being born and dying? Like, I, I was unsure about that one. I'm going to have to hit him up to see exactly what he's talking about. I think it's like a, just a. Yeah, I mean, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I live, when I hear that, I, I think, oh, yeah, the next day it's over. But I mean, it's not. I mean, it's, a, it's the next phase of your life, man. You know, it's the next. Uh, it's, uh, it's gonna have some rough patches, but it's also gonna have a lot of great, a lot of great moments. So, all right, I like this one from Virtua Cat. Be honest when you need time alone, and make sure neither of you feel guilty about taking it. That's a, that's great advice. <laughs> Another another never go to bed angry from both uh, Jason Hagholm, uh, my old podcast partner, and and sometimes uh, substitute for when uh, for when you're not on the show, and also from our our good friend Paul Fontaine. He said basically said the same thing in our Facebook group, and so the the aforementioned Ryan Drosty said, "Don't feel like you have to do everything together. You should absolutely set apart time for date nights. This is critical, yeah. but also." Give yourself time for your own interests and don't feel guilty about it. Above all else, happy wife, happy life. And look, Ryan is also a podcaster, so he understands, you know, us doing this. And I'm sure that's part of what he's saying about his own, you know, his own time. Some of it is just him being able to do his podcast. So, all right. And I think this is the last one. And then we'll go to a quick break to talk about uh, our, our, our sponsor, Deal Dash. So my good buddy, Ben Cruz, at Cruz Control, Control with a K on Twitter, longtime podcast producer. He produced for uh, Tim Kawakami and Marcus Thompson's podcast on The Athletic. He's got his own podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I think he also worked for Bleacher Report, like just a really well-rounded dude in this media business. He said, I'm sorry you're right goes a hell of a long way in small arguments that aren't worth winning anyways. Yeah. All right, so that's, that's it with the, the Twitter ones. We'll come back with the rest of them. There's a handful of Facebook ones that I wanted to, to read. Uh, but let's quickly talk about our new sponsor, Deal Dash. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. So every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. So if you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering listeners of this podcast, of the Fight Game podcast, an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of other discounts. So go to DealDash.com, use the offer code FIGHTGAME, F-I-G-H-T-G-A-M-E, or DealDash.FM front slash FIGHTGAME. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H. Dot FM front slash 
fight game. All right, so let's finish these up, and uh, we will uh, we will then get to our AEW segment, uh, AEW and NXT segment. Uh, and so, going to our fight game podcast Facebook group, which if you want to join, the uh, the way to join is in is in the pinned tweet uh, at Fight Game Media. So, our good friend Wade Hagen in in our in our group says. In all seriousness, because I think he was talking about some other stuff that uh, him being a single man himself, in all seriousness, have a hobby like softball or bowling that gets you out of the house for a bit. I, I cracked up at at softball or bowling uh, as a hobby. I, I really enjoy bowling a lot. Like that, that could be fun. That's what I used to just laugh because, you know, there'd be guys that were, you know, the, you've been married. This is before I was married, so I just make fun of them. Like, you know, they'd be softball bowl maybe just couldn't wait that was like their big nights you know they're away away from the house and kids you know just would crack me up but now i can you get it right oh, like, totally. yeah, yeah it's just crack i used to give him crap about that all the time okay jeff hawkins from our facebook group says counseling isn't just for when things are rough that's a good one i like that i i, I enjoy counseling i've done counseling before um very helpful and it kind if if you are someone who keeps to yourself a little bit with your feelings it is a very helpful to to do that and have trust in someone you can you know kind of let things out our our buddy edward from the uh the uh wrestling observer uh, pay-per-views at dave melzer's house uh, our buddy edward says make her laugh every day and do chores around the house in a g-string i wonder if that's <coughs> how i wonder if that's how he won he won his wife uh, it's I think Edward and Jenny, yeah, I could see some craziness at that house, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, you know, he 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 did he 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 looks like Brett the Hitman Hart, so I could see him actually doing that. <laughs> uh, our buddy Brian Burke says, "My therapist always says it's easy to focus on how the other person makes us feel, but instead, think what you admire about the other." I like that. Good piece of advice, not just in in uh you know getting married either just in relationships with friends and 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 any anybody else okay so darren uh i I mentioned him earlier daza he said obviously i've never been married but one thing i learned from having female friends is if conversation starts with i want you to be honest with me run That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another uh, another one from Chris Samsa, who is Kevin Kelly's stats guy on on New Japan uh, New Japan World. He says, if you're mad or annoyed by something, be specific and timely. The difference between you work too much and you came home super late the last two nights and it bummed me out can change the course of a conversation. Be specific and timely. That's an interesting one. Interesting. Uh, and Paul Fontaine added to the uh, to to the happy uh, or to the never go to bed at angry says weekly date night if you're able has done wonders for us with our schedule and with the fact that Crystal uh, her kids are kind of in this you know week on week off at least right now we are able to do to do stuff we get, we have a lot of time together so be, the schedule actually works out for us in that way yeah yeah for me before the before the pandemic stuff I mean Katrina and I would do that a lot we would have our little date nights and then, or just even just going out for a quick meal, you know, lunch or dinner and, 
and just kind of get away and just spend some time. I, I, you know, we both miss that a lot. We keep talking about that. We we can't wait just to go out, just you and I, just kind of hang out. So I, yeah, it's very important. Um. All right. So the next one is our buddy Larry. He says uh, he's actually been heel Larry uh, in our uh, Facebook group lately. He says, create your own personal calendar, which reminds you to do something special and unique. Keep things fresh. Mix it up. Yes, that's, that's, it's, really, it's a really thoughtful one, too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, our, our friend Carla Duran Pooser, she says, there will be times when you'll disagree, but there should never be times when you're disagreeable. Your attitude determines your latitude. Of course, she would have something super catchy and make a whole lot of sense. That's Carla. Uh, JD Oliva says, 14 years married, dated for eight before. No fight is worth having. If you can't collect your thoughts rationally, there's something else bugging you and you're projecting. That I, I think that's right on as well. A lot of times fights happen because you're unhappy with yourself or with something else and you take it out on the one that you love. Our buddy... Chris D. Patrio says, invest in a comfortable couch for those nights you wind up sleeping on it. <laughs> I know, man. We, you know, we invested so much money in our bed. I got to wonder. I got to worry about that couch. Yeah. Gotta test it out. Okay. And now, Sebastiano Garace. He says it rhymes with Versace. Versace? What, what, what is the brand? Versace? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe Garace? Maybe. All right, he says, something might seem small to you, but big to her. Always try to see things from her perspective. That's just empathy in a nutshell. Great advice in general. Uh, Mike Gilbert, our buddy Mike, says, when you are about to argue over something trivial, ask yourself the following question. Do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? (laughs) Uh, Ryan Pike, who, like myself, has been through a divorce before, says the secret to a long happy marriage is neither of you wanting a divorce at the same time (laughs) that's a good one and maybe my favorite one and we'll close it out here with our mma insider who also writes for f4w uh, and writes in the wrestling observer dave dave posts his stuff in the wrestling observer every week ryan frederick says remember if you have 20 bucks and she has five, she has 25 bucks. That's very true. <laughs> so there we have it. I hope that was fun for folks like it was for me. Uh, I had a blast with uh, reading those. I mean, you know, I, I, I loved reading them the first time, but uh, reading them, you know, to John and, and just, you know, it's kind of fun to, to go a little bit off the, uh, the normal pathway that we usually do. But we're going to get right back on it right now. Um, and let's just dig right into our AEW. Actually, you, unless you have your one piece of marriage advice that, that is your go-to. Don't. <laughs> just kidding. No, 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 no. But they will turn on you eventually at one point mm-hmm. in time. You know, if you think it's going good, then they turn on you. They get you. They get you in there. They get the hooks in you. And everything's cool. Then they turn on you, man. No, but no, 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 man. A lot, of, a lot of what those guys said and and the gals said, all great advice. You know, like we, my wife and I, you know, the, the the don't go to bed angry things a big deal with us. Like, see, my parents, you know, I grew up in a household where 
they would fight a lot. You know, they would get in the arguments, and these arguments would be weeks long of silence and you know tension. And I hated that. So like, anytime Katrina and I have a disagreement or an argument, like I liked, we both like this as well, is to kind of solve it or get to you know some kind of common ground with it. So we're not like, you know, we we. Because I, I don't want to. I, I, that's I don't like to have stuff like just you know brewing over. So we try to talk about, be openly and talk about stuff, and then um, and then we you know also she wants to get something and she gives you a choice. Just let just just make sure you say well which one are you gonna get because it's <laughs> it's gonna be you know, the one that she really wants. You know she just lead she's just giving you the choice, but she knows what she wants. You know so I'd say just go yeah whatever you think is good. You know I'll like it too. Uh, all right, so let's uh, good advice. Let, let's let's get back into the wrestling thing before people turn us off completely. Uh, okay, so you know it's AW, it's NXT. The the overall uh, average viewers got a little bit closer this week, though the demos were pretty much the same from what it looked like, as far as I could tell. Reading, you know, my my very uh, you know reading Paul Fontaine's report on on F4W, but just it looks like. Whatever gains that AEW made in the over fifty demographic, NXT basically took it all back for for this show. So, um, the show. Uh, I, I I will say this: my usual review of AEW is that the show feels live. It looks like a lot of fun. It feels like stuff is happening, and that is generally how I feel watching AEW. But that was absolutely missing on this show. And I'm not exactly sure why. It just did not feel like it was the place to be on Wednesday night. And when you don't have that, then I'm going to focus on things that I may not be too hard on them about because, you know, I'm having such a good time watching it. And I, and I think some of that stuff got a little bit exposed this week, though. I, I didn't think it was a bad show. I just thought it was like, Okay, this is just a wrestling show when the reason why I enjoy AEW is because it feels like something that is more than just wrestling. It feels like it's the thing to watch at this time. And I just felt that that was missing for pretty much the whole show this week. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was a good show at all. I I think it felt like a chore for those people to be there that, that, that for wrestling that night. Um, a lot of people didn't give really good, you know, they didn't get their A game. I thought. I thought some people were just sleepwalking through some stuff, and I don't know. I was really disappointed in a lot of it. And I, you know, I, I expected this show was going to be rocking and rolling. You know, just uh, momentum after last week. They had a strong show. Um, I thought that was going to carry on to this show, and just it just it just did not. And then um, we'll see what happens next week if they can correct it. But yeah, that was really disappointed. Just right out the gate with this show and. And it's never really recovered for me. I did like one segment. Like it was hard. Did this this you know we do our likes and we dislikes right and and I make my list and I usually pick three of each and and I mean I kept thinking of like some for likes but like like do I did I really like it though or I'm just like need something to put on the you know I I don't want to do that I don't want to just throw it on there because yeah when you talk about something like all in all I thought it was a big it was it was it was a big stinker and. and uh, that's that was kind of shocking considering what they had lined up this week. The what what you said is pretty much right on. If we had a middle, I would have basically put everything in the middle because I didn't find anything offensive. I found I found the whole show just inoffensive. Like eh, I didn't really like that. I didn't really hate it. But that's almost worse than 
hating something, right? Is when you don't really have an opinion, a strong opinion either way. And that's just what I felt about this show. On the flip side, the thing about NXT is whether you like the angles or not, whether you like the guys or girl or women that they're pushing, the there's going to be one or two matches on every show that is strong in the in-ring that sort of makes you feel good about the show. And, you know, I, I there are some things that I really didn't like about this show, but it's more based on things I don't like about the booking rather than the actual show. And we'll get to that. But, that, but you know, when you have the, the quality of wrestling matches that they generally have consistently, there's not going to be too many NXT shows where I'm like, man, that thing sucked because usually you're going to at least get one or two good matches. Now, I may think that some of the stuff is bad and, uh, and, and maybe wrong, like for my, for what I like, but when, the, but when you have good matches, like you can't really say, well, that was a bad show because you saw a good match. Yeah. I mean, NXT's solid. I mean, they, and they're, that's their booking. I mean, they, 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 they book really well and with match show layout, um, you know, the matches that are more important are usually going to be the good matches. They're going to get the times and the, the higher quality matches. And then they have their, you know, matches that are setting up future stuff. So they do a really good job. At, and I, I mean, it's the closest I got, at least, to a pro wrestling show. I mean, when it comes to, you know, setting up stuff for the future, nothing's really too offensive. They do like maybe one Gaga thing a show. It's not like a mm-hmm. whole show of it. Um, you got really high quality wrestlers up and down from the men and the women, and so it's a good mix. And and now this and as we can tell by this show, they're they're really featuring a lot of new talent. And you know, going into Takeover, I think with the North American title, I think that's what they're going to be doing is just kind of feature some new talent because that's what they need to do. I mean, they need to keep get keep the machine rolling because you just never know who's going to get called up and when they get called up and you know so I'm, I'm okay like like last week you know putting bronson reed over i thought that was a, a great move by them mm-hmm. all right let's let's do our AEW likes and dislikes first we'll actually do the likes then we'll go to a quick break uh to talk about uh, bet online and we'll come back and we'll do the AEW dislikes then we'll talk about the nxt show in full uh before we get out of here so AEW likes um i will start and like you said, there was a little bit of stretching with the likes because it wasn't some of the stuff was like the things that I didn't that I liked weren't necessarily like about the actual show, but about things related to the show. So this first one, you know, I think the 10 man tag is was probably a little disappointing for most people. The opener. Uh, but the thing that that was positive to me out of that is Sammy Guevara is back. And when he's back and when he's wrestling, the inner circle is a much stronger group because they have their like their glue. You know, when he's gone and it's Jericho um, and there's a, there's a little bit more, you know, uh, Hager. It, it was very clear that Guevara was not there. Like you couldn't hide that. And when he's there, he's their glue guy. And I thought... You know, he, I mean, he took the fall, right? So mm-hmm. they feel like a complete team. And, and I, I, I love seeing him on TV. I think he made that match a little bit better uh, because otherwise I didn't really like it that much. But just him being back was kind of, he, he, he's the glue to that team. So that's, that's my first like from AEW. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I like Sammy. He's uh, one of the highlights of AEW for me. Um, he's really grown into a really good heel. He just has that face you want to smack. Um, you know, he's he's an exciting athlete. I think he's getting he's getting better in ring, and he's you know definitely you know learning from Jericho, which is great. So yeah, I mean, he's definitely the future of that company and and uh, future future top guy of that company. Um, the match itself was just so freaking frustrating. I thought overall it's a it's a big mess. The beginning. What were they doing with the dive outs? It was like, <laughs> it was like, they could, like, no one cared. Like, I felt like no one cared. Like, they're like, okay, everyone's set up. Everyone, okay, he's next. Okay, come on. Okay, are you ready? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, make sure you catch him. Don't make sure you get hurt. We've got the next guy up. we got the next guy up. Everyone get up. Everyone get up. Everyone get in position. Like, the whole what, four or five of those kind of dive outs. It was just like driving me freaking insane and then and then the best part this is so funny and you know i know a lot of people don't like jim ross and and jim ross was not good at all if you're just grading him on like getting this shit over but like he was not but like to me like grumpy ass you know jim ross is entertaining because he's just burying everything and so he's burying the referee being buried right like he's upset the referee has no control she is you know why is she even counting what she's not even counting she's letting everything and then because they don't even care about the referee. They don't care. They're doing all this stuff. They're burying the referee. The cutoff spot was to, was to draw the referee to, 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 uh, to do something illegal so they can take the heat. They can take the heat. The heels can take over in the heat like, and get the cutoff. Why would they need to do that when they, the referee didn't give a crap anyways what they were doing before? It was just a complete mess. I think Jericho's getting really exposed to me. I think, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't care or it's not a big deal to him right now. I felt they've, I mean, not to the... Let's just get to the fact that a lot of people had high expectations for this match. That was gonna be wild and crazy, and they expected this big, you know, you know, AEW million of moves kind of match. But what this match should have done in the end is build up more interest for Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and they failed at that. Mm-hmm. And they focused on this. I forgot about Matt Hardy, dude. Like I totally forgot about him. <laughs> he comes out. It was really. I mean, for the, you know, AEW's, like, you know, there are really a lot of fans are really anti-WWE, right? They're just, this is their thing. But this is a very, you know, WWE, quote, unquote, in a way, finish. I mean, the music hits where they always complain about, why does the music always have to hit? Music hit, Matt Hardy comes out. It was a very, very just bland finish. And and uh, I don't know if I want to see Matt Hardy versus uh, Sammy Guevara. If, I, if we do, let's make sure it's a quick match. And I feel like Sammy we saw over. it on TV already. Like a month ago or so. The last thing I remember is, and a lot of stuff that AEW does, I mean, they throw a lot out there, so you kind of do forget about it. Is I do remember them, like, like Matt was walking around, like, kind of like giving props to Sammy, or he's watching him, or, you know, and then Sammy didn't know how to take that. And that's yeah, the last which, I, which version of Matt, though, was Yeah, it? I know. Did he, and then someone told me that he decided to, he's not doing the multiverse thing gimmick. <laughs> I don't know. He's doing it on, uh, I think he's doing it on. BPE. So, like, this this whole thing is a mess, and it shocked me. I mean, it really did shock me. I thought I was I was I was waiting. For, okay, it's gonna get the wild and crazy, and it's going. And it's just it's, it was crazy, but not in a good way. So, I mean, right. you get stunned out there doing stuff. It was just a mess. What about a like of yours? I, man, it was so hard, dude. And I, and you know, I I really try to see the positive of every show, and and I I like the MJF promo. 
the segment. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. I thought he's fantastic. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, he's kind of like a, you know, being a Jim Cornette with a lot of this stuff. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny to hear, but like, but I like what he's doing. I, you know, he, he definitely controls the screen and, and he did well with his time. It might've went a little bit too long, but, but he's so good at talking that I just, um, you know, I, I listen, I stop and listen to everybody says, and I'm looking forward to that match at, uh, was all out so in september 5th this this was on my like as well but i don't think he necessarily hit it out of the park i thought it was like like they didn't let him just do a promo like he had to do this you know political thing or election Mm -hmm. thing you know whatever whatever it was I, i thought it was interesting that they like he went a little offense. Uh, he he took offense on on Moxley. He I think he called him Dictator John. Mm-hmm. And you know this is you know this is maybe how they did it in WWE, but this is not WWE. I think that was kind of the guise of the promo, which I thought was interesting and unique because you know when you're when you're number two, it's a lot easier to take shots at number one. And when you're number one, you don't really need to take shots at number two. So I don't really mind when AEW does this. It was pretty subtle, though. I I wasn't quite sure where he was going until the very end, but it seemed like he was like saying, you know, you know, Moxley's really more like a WWE kind of guy and AEW needs to needs future and we need young and I'm young and he's kind of old, old kind of, you know, wrestling that that we don't really want to do here. I thought it was interesting, but it's also a little risky to paint your top baby face and the guy who has the title as old and, you know, not hip and, um, you know, maybe maybe not not for young people. So, I mean, I, mean, I think they need to be careful, though. He's a heel. He can yeah, kind of say heel. stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't I, I just wouldn't want them to really hit that hard. Because you know WWE did did this with with John Cena. You know, all of a sudden, John Cena was too old, and everybody started talking about how old this dude was. And I look at this dude, and he's jacked to the gills, and he does he looks sort of timeless to me. And 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 you start doing that, and and now John Cena's an old guy, right? Like like that's just how he's portrayed. So I would be comfortable. I, I mean, I would be careful with that, though. I think he's subtle enough some of that stuff is a little inside that he was saying you know more for that AEW audience i think you can get away get away with it because of that audience if it was wwe i would probably say this is not useful because their audience is a little bit more casual than that hardcore you know indie wrestling fan base but i really enjoyed the attempt i don't think he hit it out of the park but it was one of the better things on the show Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think he can gets he gets away with it because he's a heel and people know that you know people people know what he's saying is is a lot of bs and yeah. now they just want to see his butt kicked by their hero john moxley he's gonna now you know the the guy that's gonna take him to the extreme quote unquote i guess i want to say and then you know they they want to see his get butt kicked so no i think it, it worked out great all right what was another thing that's it <laughs> i okay, started, I, no, I, I want no, more honestly honestly i really did i, I say i started thinking about it and and I was like, did I even like that match? And I said, I just couldn't do it, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to just throw stuff on there just to just to do it. So, oh yeah, I've I've, I've tons of stuff in the middle too. I have Warhorse that I did not care for, did not dislike, just didn't really have an opinion. 
the Ariane thing made me laugh, and I don't think that's necessarily supposed to be my reaction to mm-hmm. when she's going to tag team. Um, and uh, the tag match, I thought was pretty good. And and you know, one thing I liked about the tag match, it's not enough to be in my likes. I really like how Jr. tries to put Stu Grayson over. I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah I don't. Not buy that it I think Stu Grayson is bad. He's just not book strong enough for me to buy jim ross putting him over um and and you know the match was okay nothing great you know they're just continuing the storyline with ftr they're just kind of kind of you know moving it in that direction but the last thing for me and this is a little bit of a small thing and it's also related to something that i'll add to our our dislikes but um ricky starks he's put into this position after being on AEW dark all of a sudden, he's with Brank Cage, and he's put into this main event position. And I started to wonder, like, gosh, you know, is he ready? For, like, I feel like he's not been pushed enough to be in this position. And then he cut the promo, and I was like, well, okay. Like, he's he, he's fine, because he can talk at the level of guys who are in this spot. Mm-hmm. But still... You know, as we'll talk about in the dislikes, I'm not sure he necessarily is ready to be in that that match, and and I didn't really like the end of that match. But no. the promo and the presence and next to Brian Cage, like he makes Brian like Brian Cage is not a great promo, no. but Brian Cage is actually the yes man in that group. Like Ricky Starks is the one cutting the promo, you know Taz too, and Brian Brian, Brian Cage is just the one on the side going, "You tell him, yep." Like because I'd rather hear. Taz and Ricky starts to talk, talk and not hear Brian Cage talk at all. Yeah, no, Ricky's a good pickup. I like, I like it. I like that signing. He's, uh, he was a highlight of that short stand of into anyway power. Mm-hmm. I know it's not mm-hmm. gone, but it's you know Billy Corgan says coming back. But I'm just saying, like of what I saw of the first like six weeks of NWA power, he was definitely a highlight. He he can talk. Uh, he's a decent little worker. Um, he's only going to get better with with just seasoning. Um, yeah, no, I think it was great. I just thought the placement of the promo was maybe poorly placed. It should have been somewhere in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, a little weird. The way I'm just like, it. why doesn't Mox just go in there and start scrap, you know, scrapping with these guys and fighting with them? Like, yeah. it, it, actually, actually, I didn't believe Moxley would st- stand there in the ring waiting for these guys to come out and keep talking and yapping and yapping. Or at least Rick Stark's yapping. Brian Cage just stands there, which is a positive because you know, Brian Cage can't cut a promo. He's not. It's not his. It's <laughs> not his strength. And and um, you know, yeah. Let, let it. Let him. Let Ricky Starks be Puff Daddy. Yeah. You could. You be Biggie Smalls. Let Ricky Starks be Puff Daddy. Be your hype man. Be your flavor Flav. And then you just kick everybody's ass. Like I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good dynamic if they can really keep this up and uh, keep the focus and um, on that. And you know, he could be. You know, they have some good building blocks. You got Sammy. You got Ricky. You got you know Darby. For as long as he doesn't keep himself healthy, um, Jungle Boy, MJF. So mm-hmm. there's some great building blocks here. It's just um, we'll see how they can. How they can do it after year one and beyond, because that's that's the that's the true test. All right, uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, our last break, so that we can talk about Bet Online, our good friends, our old partners, the the con- the constant with uh, Blue Wire podcasts. Bet Online, sports are coming back. Sports are back. They're not even coming back anymore with hoops. You know, the NFL, you know, wouldn't be back anyways, but basketball came back tonight. Baseball's been back. 
Like we already talked about UFC, wrestling's never been gone. Um, and you know what that means is it's, it's time to get on Bet Online because now you can bet on all your favorite teams and events. Uh, with Major League Baseball being back last weekend, NBA being back this week. There was two games tonight: Lakers and Clippers. I got to watch the end of that game. Uh, really, really good scrap with those two teams. Just you know, still a little bit of a weird ambiance, but. Uh, there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds. I used to love Harold Reynolds on the Mariners. And seven time NBA champ Robert Ori, Robert Horry, AKA Big Shot Bob and see what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, so now let's get to the dislikes. I imagine this is going to be much longer than your likes, and I'll let you go first. Um, dislikes. Um, I did not like Warhorse and Cody. I thought, uh, that was, uh, just wasn't a good match. Um, Cody had a, you know, work below his level for this kid, which is, which is, which is good. I mean, that's kind of his job in a sense, right? Yeah, no, he had to. And, but Warhorse is, wow. I mean, I understand he's a big fan base on the Indies or a good fan base on the Indies. But he is definitely not ready for the spotlight. Um, I really don't even get his character. I guess he's like a heavy metal guy that likes heavy metal and likes Ultimate Warrior. Um, That's actually an interesting question for you because of your, like, just your thought process and, and the creative in something like this. Now, last week, we got the Eddie Kingston match to open the show. And I think, mm. you know, mo- most hardcore wrestling fans knew him. I don't know that they knew him well. Like I, I've seen him before, but you know, it's not like I knew his backstory very well. And this time with Warhorse, it's not like I really knew a lot about him. On uh, on our page, uh, JD's the one who was telling us his backstory. Doesn't AEW need to do that before these matches start? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would hope so. I mean, I mean, I, I've seen him work before, and he wasn't that impressed with me. I mean, uh, so. I just thought he was just a gimmick and he is a gimmick and he's very, like I said, very green. Um, at times, you know, Cody's feeding for him, but then, you know, Warhorse is not going after him. So he has to go and get him. And, um, I thought Cody, you know, also gave him too much. And I know Cody really wants to try to make these guys, but he's just not that Cody's good, but he's not that good. And I think he needs at this match, he need to maybe work above his level. I mean, I'm talking about like, he needs to kind of like just, put a whooping on him, mm-hmm. this guy. And because like every show, he can't have the same kind of match. I know he wants to have these, you know, oh, the underdog is going to win it. But every once in a while, the star needs to just beat a guy and get over. And, you know, three minutes in, Cody taking a big spin bump for his clothesline, like bullshit. Like, no, <laughs> you know, don't. Uh, you know, I mean, Warhorse could have probably turned to seeing diverse to figure four instead of working it. I mean, there's, you know, cause they did that. That drove me nuts, but I felt, I didn't, I mean, I felt like Cody just went with it. Maybe, you know, he should have fought that a little more and said, Hey, no, no, not yet, kid. You know, let's, let's, let's work it. 
Um, you know, I don't think he got over. I don't think I don't think we see Warhorse back, and this kind of bleeds into my dislike after last week and how successful the debut of Eddie Kingston was. I was shocked that there was no follow up this week with Eddie Kingston at all. No, you know, I just, I thought to be a promo, um, some kind of uh, some you know something for the future, like maybe fighting for his contract, he has another opportunity, a big match in a couple weeks, just something. Like I thought that, well, that may, guy, maybe it's because he sold his wrestling boots. He only borrowed some. He didn't have wrestling boots this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're probably right. So I thought that was a huge mistake, and uh, and I expected to see a lot more of Eddie Kingston on this show and. I would have done something with him after he did a great job and, yeah. and you know, yeah. I would have definitely done something and put him somewhere and, and maybe he's going to be the moderate, you know, the person that's going to, uh, you know, moderate the, um, the Jericho orange Cassidy debate. Maybe, you know, okay. Do you know what the rumor is? Bischoff. <laughs> that's the rumor that I heard. Yeah. I heard that to you. Oh my God. Uh, I hope not. I mean, I, I, not, that I hope, not, not that I hope not or not. Bischoff is great. He's a great performer. He's a great in that, performer. In that role. Yeah. Yeah. But it just bleeds back into the, you know, the WC, the, the WWE cast off kind of stuff. But I mean, it, if he's not, if he's not like working for the company, a like has a contract and now we do producing and all that kind of stuff. If you just bring him in to do these kind of like special appearances, I, I think it's okay. I think that's fine. But uh, I, I think it's also fine as well. And you know what? He will draw a decent. Not, not. I don't know how big of a draw he will be, but there'll be interest if, if it gets out there. Yeah, he's gonna be on this show. They'll get a little bit of gain in the audience. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And you know the 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 post match afterbirth of the uh, of the, um, <laughs> the the match, you know Matt, you know Matt Cardona coming out to save uh, Cody from the Dark Order. Uh, the former. Okay, what Zach did you Ryder. think about him? Thought, man, he's seen the kayfabe doctor. Like, oh, yeah, he I was, mean, why can't some of the other guys was, go see that? <laughs> he was jacked and yeah, tanned. Yeah, he's definitely. Like, it, it, what, what's funny is is um. You know, so, we, so we're just watching Warhorse, right? And Warhorse, at least as far as I know, like you said, he loves the Ultimate Warrior, but it's not like he's even like like my arms are bigger than his, right? Like so, I watch him and I go, okay, like he's an indie guy. I'm I'm not gonna judge him for not being on steroids and being jacked. He's not a big guy. And then you see, you then you see uh, Cardona come out, and you're just like, okay, this is the difference between. Being uh, not even a guy who was a big star in WWE, but someone who was, you know, he had he had a he has a good fan base. They just never really pushed him like like they push other guys. But you just like if you did like a compare and contrast, here's what a guy in the wrestling industry supposes is supposed to look like, and here's the indie guy. And I don't think they were trying to tell us that. But just by putting him in the same segment, they basically told us this warhorse guy, he's not ready for prime time. No. This other guy is ready for prime time. No, no. Yeah, no. And and I you know, signing Zach Ryder or Matt Cardona was expected because he's, you know, really good friends with Cody. Yep. Um, so I mean that wasn't a shocker. 
I'm curious to see how they're going to get him over to get that, you know, job guy stench off him. Because let's mm-hmm. be honest, like, you know, in WWE, you know, he had some moments. He has some, you know, big, big moment at WrestleMania, but that only lasted a day. And I and was at it, that WrestleMania. You know, and it, and he's done some, you know, he had you know, had a good build. You know, he had some good vibes going out of that ECW run when they first did their TV show. Like, he was feeling like something, but, you know, for a long time, they haven't done anything with him. And, and so it's going to be curious to see how a AEW can get him over. The thing is, though, with we've already seen Sean Spears not over. Um, we see Brody Lee. I, I, yeah, I don't think is you know everyone's expect. Oh man, when he goes to AEW, this is going to be great. And then, you know, I, don't, I think we like I said before many times on the show. I think he's hey, I think he was a background guy instead of the the guy. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, I like I like Zach. I always like Zach Ryder. I thought he was uh, an entertaining guy, I thought, and I thought he was good in the ring. So, But there's something there, though, if, uh, you know, I feel like a Paul Warner Hulk Hogan thing might happen with those yeah. guys in the future. I, I, think, I think that's how you get him over is yeah, yeah. if Cody, if Cody but, turns heel. We also seen that with Sean Spears too, and that you know, which started out great with a big chair shot, and we thought, wow, it's gonna be great, and it just kind of just ended as soon as it started, and within one match. So, um, but I'm I'm open minded to um, Matt Cardona in AEW, and I'm, I hope they I hope they do something. Yeah, the thing the thing I like about him is he's pretty savvy with the internet. He's got his collectibles, his his mm-hmm. figures uh, show on, on YouTube, and I think he does a good job of creating his fan base his hardcore fan base they were they're gonna follow him whatever what what that means i'm not exactly sure uh but i think he does a really good job of uh getting over to a specific audience and i think that helps AEW more than it helps wwe because their audience is more than likely the type of audience that he has Okay, so my dislike, you know, I picked on Luchasaurus something fierce last week, and I'm going to pick on him, pick on him again. You know, we were talking about this ten man tag and his style being super slow and taking about five and a half seconds to throw that spin kick. That bothered me, and this is a little bit more of bad luck than anything else. But when he lost that mask and he couldn't put it back on. And he was holding the mask and trying to wrestle for, I don't know what it was like, 20 seconds or 30 seconds. It felt like five minutes. I was just like, dude, get out of the ring and fix your mask and then come back, like figure it out. And he was just like playing with it. And then he shoots the guy off well, his ropes. Out. He was freaking and he's out. holding on to it. And I'm just like, come on, dude. Like. Use your brain here. It's like the guy, you know, cheating on his wife and the husband comes over and also that guy <laughs> who's cheating on the wife just, you know, just doesn't figure, can't figure out how to put his pants back on fast enough, right? <laughs> it's like that was happened. Like he, his mask came off. He's like, oh shit, oh my God, but it's like live TV or whatever. And he's just like freaking the F out. And oh, I was dying. I thought that was hilarious. And, you know, I, th- I was just wondering how he's going to get out of it. Finally, he figured out the strap just goes over his head. And uh, <laughs> he was back in it for his spot. He was back in there. Um, yeah, so that, that whole thing was just, that whole 10-man tag was cursed. So that's why we're going to 12-man tag next week. <laughs> oh, I know. I did not like that when I saw that. Not, not nice of you to use the uh, the cheating on your wife analogy on, on the uh the wedding podcast. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, like people that <laughs> when you get nervous about something and freak out, you just you don't you're not thinking straight and and you just take a breath and put that strap back on your head, buddy. All right, what else? The, my dislikes. Pfft. 
Um, how about the, uh, <laughs> the 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 great signing of Cameron? How about that? I was uh, looking forward to that. Uh, that was awesome. You know, let's let's you know. I, I I know why they signed her because they Big Swole cannot be the worst wrestler on the roster. <laughs> so they you know they want to make her feel better. But yeah, that was a. F- that was a funny. That was a funny. It was kind of funny because I, if I if I know what they're doing, I feel like Nyla and her are gonna win this whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then basically, she's not gonna be. She's gonna be so ineffective that it's just Nyla's gonna be so dominant. That's my guess. I'm guessing that's what it is, or at least part of the story that they're gonna tell this tournament, which I found out it's not gonna be on the show now. It's only on a YouTube thing. Yeah, I'm 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 still confused about what they're doing with that. Yeah, I thought it was a part of their show, and I'm like, great, this is gonna be awesome. I can laugh at something for sure each week. But, um, but I yeah. mean, if, if it is on YouTube, that tells me that the, they don't have the women's wrestling segments are dying in the ratings. Yep, that could be it too. And and so I just thought it was like uh, that came out of left field big time. So um, okay, I mean, so all the here, girls out there. I mean, so Ar- Ariane was not on my dislike list because i was just i laughed and i was just like I, I i don't know what this is so i'm not and not exactly sure i'm sure they have something but the other thing that i thought was either she's got some sort of crazy instagram following that they think will help in the social media aspect of this tournament or they think she, sort of like what you were saying that they think she's a good um personality for an angle, a short-term angle to help, uh, to help get uh, get her over. So I guess that, she's probably really good friends with Brandy Rhodes. May, maybe you know they already signed Matt Cardona, so Brandy's like, hey, what about my friend? You know, what's what's she going by now? Is she going by her Eric, I, I think I think they I think. Oh, I mean, I I don't know if they named they. I, I just call her by her name, Ariana. I think is her, her real name. Yeah. So maybe she's like, I need to get my friend signed. Come on, let's do it. And so there, there it goes. I thought this was going to be just a thing with Bunny and Brandy, you know, for that angle. But but it's a lethal lottery, you know. Yeah. So it it is just like the old WCW uh, battle, uh, the oh, Battle Bowl. So, someone must have read my article on Fight Game Blog. I don't know what it is, but that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing someone. <laughs> That's exactly that. Like, I mean, you know, Tony. I'm sure Tony Khan's a big old WCW fan, like like us. But that is so crazy that you just wrote this thing for WWE, and this is exactly what they're doing for the women's tournament. Yeah, and but it's no one's gonna watch it. I don't think. I mean, maybe just a, a morbid curiosity. But you know, this this speaking of this this dislike bleeds into my next dislike. Like. Man, she does extremely exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, she needs a really good dance partner. That's what I got from her match with uh, Diamante. Is that Sheeta? She's gorgeous. She's a uh, you know has a so much ton of potential of what you can do with her. But she really needs a good dance partner in that ring to have to have you know quality matches. Okay, my next dislike is about the announcing. You already mentioned it. Hmm. Obviously. Grumpy Jim Jim Ross is not great for the marketing of what they're trying to do, but he tells it like it is, and you know he he's he's sort of saying the things that you and I are thinking sometimes. But I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of this guy, but I think not having Excalibur there did hurt some of the atmosphere because he is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. When you don't have the lead play by play guy who is so, you know, who's energy, energy, energy. I mean, you know, just like Morrow, right? When Morrow is not on NXT, 
you feel his loss because you're like, wow, where like, how come I'm not amped up watching this show? You know, like I just drank, uh, you know, five mm-hmm. cups of coffee. <laughs> that's just that's just the feeling you get with Morrow. Jameson and coffee. Maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. J- J- Jameson uh, cold brew. Cold brew. But for for this show, I, I think Excalibur is that for AEW. And even if I don't really dig everything that he does, like I don't you know, I, I he, he's like the ultimate like wrestling nerd when it comes to like all these moves and stuff he was absolutely missed on this show. And I think that helped or that hurt the energy thing and the atmosphere thing that I mentioned at the top. Cause you know, he does, he does help set that tone. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he's not one of my favorites either. I mean, I don't think he, but I think he keeps Ross, Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone on track. Cause they can go off on their own little thing for a while and start chit chatting and making fun of stuff and laughing at stuff. But, like, you know, I think when Excalibur's there, Jim Ross still has a little competition there. So he wants to keep up with the young kids. So I think when, you know, Excalibur's focusing on the match and focusing on the moves, that, you know, Jim Ross kind of has to keep up and, and, and kind of get back in it. But here, he just, like, I know he didn't like a lot of it either. You could just tell. I mean, um, th- which to me, I mean, it should have been in my like because I, I was so entertained by what he was saying. Like, even at one point, like, I think after the inner circle promo when they came back out later in the show, like when Shivani was interviewing him at the rampway and it just kind of kept going on and on. It just was one of Jericho's worst promos and the whole inner circle act was just really, it was just a, just a bad night for them. And yeah, I think they're just like treading water until yeah. all out, I think. And then that's Jim, what it felt like. And then Jim Ross comes back from it and he goes, God, who wrote that? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, 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 at first I heard it, and I'm like, no. And I rewinded, like, and that I listened a couple times, and I was like, oh, man, this is great. And Taz is like, Taz is like a, a, a really good professional, I think. I think he's, 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 he's really good because he, like, he smirked when Jim Ross did it, but, like, kept it back to, like, some logic of, like, I think storytelling. So, yeah. Sometimes he forgets to play a heel manager, though, when he's oh, doing oh, the announcing. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I think, honestly, he should have been out there for the main event um, instead of being back at uh, the play-by-play booth. I think that was that was a little too mm-hmm. much. I, think, I would like mm-hmm. to see him at ringside during all the, yeah. the craziness. Uh, all right. Well, you have another one? No, that, that was it. I Oh, well, let's... I, what about just randomly announcing uh, John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the AEW Championship next mm-hmm. week? I thought that was like very hot shot. Um, I, there's no need for it. Um, I don't want to. I don't want them to burn out these matches that should take place later in this year yeah. that they can build to, and then you know them teaming up for a while against Cage and and Ricky Starks and you know whoever else. Could be a cool thing, like you know, Moxie's his own man, but you know he still has a buddy in Darby Allen when 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 he needs someone to kind of protect him or guys guys back. Same thing with Darby, and then something could happen between those guys and have a match and and make me want to see it. But like, I don't want to see this match. I don't. I really don't care. And I just feel like they're just gonna do a bunch of crazy stuff anyways. You know. So I th- I think I think people will care about that match, but I do agree with you that there's literally no build to it. Zero. It's, it's it's you know Darby has been so stop and start on this show, and some of it is I think is because he 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 has been like legit hurt, mm-hmm. but he's got a following. People want to see him, and then something happens, and then he misses TV. So maybe the idea is is like, you know, we need to take advantage of when he's ready to go because otherwise, if we try to do these long builds with him, then. You know, he's kind of got this like 
daredevil behavior mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe get hurt. So, so it could be something as simple as that, which I would get, but it doesn't help in the storytelling. Um, I, I do want to see the match, though. I think it'll be crazy. Like you said, you know, there'll be a bunch of stuff that I hate about wrestling, but then there'll be a bunch of stuff that I'm like, ah, that's cool. Like, I think young people will like that, or I think, you know, wrist wrestling fans will, will like that. I mean, I just don't... Like, they're going to go to... The hardcore match, like right away, in my opinion, you know, it's going to break down to a hardcore match. I think it should be if it's a straight wrestling match. I, I would, I would like this better than that. He can even say like, you know, come back, come, you know, call back to this match and be like, yeah, Moxley beat him in a straight wrestling match, but you know, now this match is, you know, this is going to be no rules, and we know Moxley is, you know, he's he's a king of no rules too, but also you know, Darby Allen can't be taken lightly, so maybe there's more of an even playing field there or something, and I don't know. I just, I just. I just think that's, but knowing them, I mean, like they do Kingston and Cody, they're going to go for the hardcore stuff like right away. There, there is going to be an element of that stuff on every show. I think that's just part of their style. Yeah, the, how, the, I just don't want to see them burn that out. Like, like, like if they give it here and there, it's going to mean something. Yeah. Okay. So that bleeds right into my last thing that I didn't like, which is, Ricky Starks taking the skateboard with the tax right on the back. Like yeah, that was nuts. There is, you know, there are things that I'm generally okay with, like the, the Eddie Kingston and Cody match, you know, the tax is like, okay, like I haven't seen the tax in a little while. So I'm okay with that. We didn't need to go back to back and it was way more gruesome. And I just kind of watched it and I turned my head and I was like, okay, I don't want to see that. I don't like seeing stuff like that. When the reality of what I should have felt on Darby Allen making, you know, this doing this crazy comeback is Darby Allen's so cool. That was fun. I want to see that again. I was just, I turned my head and I was like, mm, okay, I don't need to see anything like that. I, why, why am I watching that on TV? Yeah, I thought maybe the heels should have gone over here. I think, I thought Brian Cage needed a win, you know, even if it is over Darby or something, or, or maybe, you know, I think. They kind of blew it with their match, and I know you know. And they, like I said, I think I think I know they don't want to do disqualifications. I know they're anti that, but when they don't, you do it every once in a while, and it builds to a rematch. It, it's it it will work, and I think they missed out on that. So you know, Brian Cage now has got the towel thrown at him. He's submitted. He you know he, the, the shines off him a lot. And so I thought maybe here this was going to be the match where they're going to get some of that back on him, and and he didn't. And he didn't have a good performance in this one. I think he got too bulky. You know, he got. Uh, He's he's definitely get to see the KF after well you know so, <laughs> um, and he looked bad. I mean, there's they had a big power man spot for him and he 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 blew it. You know, he dropped Darby. He's supposed to catch him. That was gonna be his big moment, and that didn't come off good. I mean, and then Darby gets up and jumps in his arms. <laughs> it was this whole night was cursed for AEW. It was. Uh, it was uh, just wasn't a good one. This one this is one not to look back at. So let's hope they can. Uh, you know, straighten out the ship uh, next week. All right, let's move on to NXT, which was a much easier show for me to watch. I'll start. Um, I think Io Shirai is on another level right now, which is awesome. And this really shows WWE's women right now You are some of the hottest acts in the company. My favorite act in the entire company, as we've talked about now uh, here before, is Sasha and Bailey. Together, mm. they're yeah. awesome. Like I love them. It's the thing that I want to watch more than anything else. Io Shirai as the champion 
is so on fire right now. My worry is that she doesn't have the people. Now, Dakota Kai, I think Dakota Kai is going to step up here. But until we get to Rhea Ripley or or whenever, you know, what I don't know if they can do that match, but I just feel like, you know, we need some, you know, maybe let's bring Shayna back or something. Like, I, I want to see, you know, I want to see some real contenders for her rather than her being in, you know, pretty much the same match every week. Uh, because she's just, they need to take advantage of how good she is right now. She is just on fire. Well, they have they have three matches for her. Um, they have Dakota, they have Rhea, and they also have Mercedes being built up. So they true, have true. They, 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 uh, they, they have Mercedes is, is kind of there for perfectly for this opportunity. Yeah, but I also think maybe Mercedes is going to be built up for Rhea sometime down the mm-hmm. too, which will be nice too. So they have a lot of good options in the in the the women's division. Um, but yeah, no, Eos, she's fantastic. Um, she was on fire this match. Um, her and Dakota, I thought, worked really well together. Dakota is really underrated and appreciated by a lot of people. I don't think people understand how good she is because I think she's got to be. She's got to prove it even more in the ring because I, I think I, I don't think people are shortchanging her character at all or her personality. Like I think she's really hit that thing out of the park. But she's got to, you know, she's she's got to continue to prove it in the ring. I mean, I, I mean, just from my eye, she's proven it because the way she works is 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 smart. Um, she her bumps are great because she looks out of control, but she's in total control, which is uh, which is pretty amazing. Like I, I, she just works differently than a lot of girls. I I really appreciate her her performance out there. So I'm looking forward to that match with, uh, with EO, but then I mean, I don't know how it's going to be because now we have Rhea and Dakota next week, which, which should be pretty damn good. I'm sure they're going to get a good amount of time. So that, you know, that, that, that was a nice surprise and, and, and kind of a cool, like, I like a little change of course. Like you feel like they're going to go one way and they throw something in there to kind of get you like guessing. I thought that was good booking here. And, and I want, and I, and like, I want to see the outcome, like what they're going to do. Cause I was really kind of hype for EO and Dakota, but I'm also like a big Rhea guy. So um, I also want to see Rio and e- Rhea and EO go out oh, as yeah. well. So, so it's very open and, and um, get me guessing. And, I, and that, that, that makes wrestling fun. All right. What about you? What's your uh, what's one of your likes of the NXT show? Um, I'll start with what, what, what my number three. I will work with number one. But I just they do a great job on vignettes. I love the the the, the tease or the coming of Ridge Holland, who I've been. I mean, you know, I know you don't watch NXT UK, but this guy should be something special. Um, he's a big, he's a powerhouse, stocky powerhouse from a rugby player. But so much potential, so much. Uh, he just could be a Brock Lesnar type of guy. Um, uh, he he's a standout. He's a he's a prospect. He's a future star. If if if, if correctly done, and also like Paul the, Fontaine is also a very big. He's very big on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 special. So I'm I'm, I'm you know he lives here in the United States. He lives in Florida. So. Um, so yeah, like let's use them, you know. And I know they were building up in NXT UK, and it, they built up great too. Like slow push, I'm just beating guys on TV, um, just squashing fools. So um, 
I like that they're going to be using them on the NXT in USA. So, um, and I love the Bronson Reed promo vignette. I thought that was really cool to kind of get to know him better. And I like this story, you know, about his wife paying for his wrestling school and all that. And he's, and he's a true, genuine, you know, uh, pro wrestling fan. So, um, he, I think he even tweeted about it. Like, you know, I follow him on Twitter. He's, you know, he's a fun follow. And he tweeted about like, I love watching wrestling all day. And I'm like, dude, we can hang, man. You know, I, you know, I get me, you know, I'm watching stuff now that I probably should be watching something else. But like, you know, like I like him. I like Bronson Reed. I'm glad they're finally getting behind him and, and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that's been a strength of a, uh, of a of NXT lately. Okay. My next, so my next two are actually, I'm just going to combine them into one, mm-hmm. which is, I thought Gargano and Roderick Strong, this is kind of what I was talking about at the top. When you have quality wrestlers like that who have good matches, you can't ever say that it's really a bad show because there's something that you enjoy. I really like their match. And even though this is part of my dislikes in the three-way, whenever Balor and Thatcher went at it, I was just like, Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see them have a singles match. Yeah, I mean, like that was, I, that I was really, goal, right? I that really want goal. to see them. Yeah, they, they, it worked. It worked for you. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Those those guys are awesome. Like like I I don't even know exactly what they would do, but just both of them are so like you watch them and they're so on it and you know their their believability and they're fierce and you know they're snarling in there like i, I just i can't i couldn't wait to see them uh coming out of that three-way mm-hmm. have, have a singles yeah yeah that and that was the that's the design of that match so and you know the nxt north American title which i like what they're doing is they're gonna try to push some new acts with it mm-hmm. and get some people over and a lot of people probably you know there's a lot of you know people negative on, on dex loomis i happen to like them um i'm still debating that finish i, I get what they're doing um and it, it all makes sense to me but like i mean i just you know i just don't know about the only thing i just don't know about beating thatcher and this is when the match was booked like when this yeah. match was booked i'm like okay i don't want to see bow losing i don't want to see thatcher losing and I can be okay with Dexter losing, but then when they went with, you know, they did a total surprise, which was, which was, you know, good on WD for at least taking chances. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about beating Thatcher, but it, you know, it's not like he was beat by nobody. I mean, they established Dexter, that finisher was, they, I mean, he, I mean they, they smartly booked him last week to beat a 300 pounder and choke. He, you know, he choked out Roderick Strong with it. So he, it's established as a move that he could finish people with. So I'm not shocked that even Thatcher could, would pass out from it right so uh you know all that made sense and in thatcher the story of thatcher still holding on to the leg towards the end like they did they told a good story there too with you know you know Balor was so good at selling that leg and like it was like barely hanging on and he's in trouble so he you know like tim's like thinking i'm gonna tap this guy out i'm gonna hold it as long as i can and even when he got locked in he's still trying to maybe hold on a little longer but then you know uh, uh loomis just finally t- taps him out or, or at least makes him pass out so I thought that was, I thought it was a good finish, but uh, I just, I just don't want to see Thatcher losing just yet. Just you know, I'm okay him losing down the line, but, but I, but I think he's still kind of protected here. I think he's still, he's still going to be featured strongly on this show. I'm pretty sure of that. So. All right, what about you? Um, well, it was you know, same as you. I had Gargano and, and Strong. I really like that match. Um, those guys have great chemistry together. Roddy is uh, just a 
just just a workhorse. So is Gargano. They're both they're both really good. Um, I like this match. I thought this they told a great story and um, yeah, I mean it's a, it was an easy watch and it kept me engaged. They did some cool stuff on the outside. I thought and and physical. I mean, you know, yeah, that's everything I like about pro wrestling. And then should we go to the dislikes or you still have more? No, that was it. I mean, I, I like I like I said, I I enjoyed the three way. Um, considering that I know Tim hates three ways, right? Like, this yeah, is, that's, I, that's the thing that I was wondering. I mean, I mean, it's not you know he 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 rather stay home than do a you know three way match, but he's getting paid pretty good by WWE. So, um, and like if people were pissed off, like oh my god, how can they put Dexter Lumis over? Let me tell you something right now. I'm pretty damn sure. I mean, he's not my best friend, but I've I've worked with him a lot. I'm sure Tim's okay not doing a ladder match, you know. So don't sure, worry, don't sure. he's not he's not it's crying not over style. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Finn Balor doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. And it would it would be dope if he was in it though. No, it would be dope. But he he has so much else he could put him on that card and, and extend that card out to make it, um, you know, even top notch. I'm sure they are. I'm sure that takeover is going to be insane. Um, so, but yeah, I so. I, <laughs> I thought that was funny. People are complaining about that. You're losing. I was like, don't worry. I think he's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, yeah, that was, that was all my, my likes. I thought, I thought, you know, that was a pretty, I thought the show was, I thought they did a, a pretty strong effort coming out of, uh, um, with this show. I think it was really well balanced. Okay. So let's talk about the dislikes. And so I'll just go. I, I understand Dexter Loomis winning. They're trying to push him. They've been trying to push him. I don't like him. I last week when when they had the match where he opened, I was like, okay, I like Killian Dane, and I'll deal with Dexter Loomis, but I do not. I, I like when I watch him. I don't think, okay, you know, I'm very interested in this match. He's he's not to the point where I'm like, ah, like I want to change the channel. But whatever he's selling, I am not buying. And I think a lot of people are like that with him. But WWE, when they want to get someone over, they're going to be very insistent and they're going to be consistent with it, with pushing him. This is a long-term plan. So I respect that. I get that. I don't have to like it, and I'm totally fine with that. But him winning that match, made the first thing I thought of was, now I'm going to want to watch that ladder match less. That was like literally the first thing that I thought was, I had high expectations for maybe Balor being in that match. And then when Loomis won, my heart sank a little bit and I was like, okay, now I don't want to watch that match as much. And I know that's a little unfair, but that's just sort of the fan in me, Mm -hmm. uh, how I felt. So not a fan of, of him still open to him winning me over, but uh, you know, the, the, the Dexter Loomis project to me hasn't gone uh, uh, all that well, but you know, you like him, so it's working with a segment of the audience, and I'm. I, it's just not. I'm just not that. Uh, I'm just not that enamored with him. Yeah, I think they could do a lot more with him to get his character over. You know, I mean, I was a big fan of the the TV show Dexter on Showtime. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like appointment television for my wife and I and my in laws too. They were all into. It. We always used to watch it together. It was like a big family Sunday night thing. And, you know, the character of Dexter, he's a serial killer, but he's also a hero. Like, he only goes after bad guys. So, it'd be interesting to see him, like, you know, do that kind of stuff. Like, he goes after the bad guys, but also, what if a babyface does something where he thinks is 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 
is towing that line of being bad and how he handles that or how he seeks revenge on that person. I really think he, of people that can get called up and I think he'd make, be a great main roster character. You know, I think he'd fit the writers over there and I think he would fit those shows really well. And I think it'd be okay if he went up sooner than later, honestly, because mm-hmm. I think they could definitely do something with him and with, you know, the bigger production, I guess, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I like him. And, and like I said, I like what they're doing with the North American championship, this ladder match thing that, that, I think it's a, it's kind of cool throwing out throwing some uh, some new faces and he's still technically a new face so um, so I, I like that I like that because they have to get new acts over so all right um, did you have a yeah uh, I did I have a couple go for it uh, my first one was uh, Mercedes Martinez in the Shotzi Blackheart match I didn't even see it yeah and I was gonna say I don't think you would ma- it made it on your Hulu show um, the the version. Um, I just thought it was too long. Um, I think Mercedes sold a little t- too much for, gave a lot. She actually gave a lot to Shotzi. It was a lot more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Um, I just think at this point, like Mercedes needs to be something a little more special. And I like Shotzi. I think she's a great project. I mean, she's a charismatic girl. She's unique looking. She stands out, but she's a gimmick. And she can get beat and you're not, you're, you know, she can get beat quickly and still not be hurt. Like she can come out the next day and people are going to be interested in her because she's just a unique individual. So, um, I would have been fine with just, you know, her getting a couple hopes and some moments and, but then, you know, Mercedes put her down quickly. Cause I, you know, I think Mercedes has this great presence of being a badass and EO and Rhea, they need a opponent like that. So, you know, her selling a lot for Shotzi just doesn't really. It kind of takes that, that, that momentum from her, that 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 um, invincibility from you know from her, in my opinion. So I think that was a little, a little miscall there. I think it could have been just. I think it was still short, but it just felt like they still they she just sold too much. Okay, so for my version of NXT, the one hour version, the only other thing I didn't like, and this is a bit of a nitpick. Keith Lee, when he came out to do his promo, he was in a tank top mm-hmm. and basketball shorts and workout shoes. And, he's always been that though. And, and, and yeah, gear. and it's yeah. NXT gear though. He he's he he's you know he's he's generally in like you know workout clothes or just really casual sports clothes, which is fine. He usually sweaters and hoodies, right? He doesn't he doesn't need to be in in a suit or anything. Yeah. And you know there were times when. The Rock was wearing like uh, a pullover, uh, like a dry fit shirt and workout pants. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But The Rock was wearing like rock gear. Stone Cold was wearing his own T-shirt. I don't know if I want to see the world champion wearing NXT logoed shorts. Like, well, he's the he's the leader of the brand, right? So I guess it makes sense. But he should be wearing his own stuff. Like he had his, I think he had his shirt on. But like, you know, it, it, I don't want to see uh, Drew McIntyre when he comes out in a t-shirt. I don't want that t-shirt to say W property of WWE. I want it to have have his shirt on it. So like the 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 shorts being sort of NXT logoed kind of made it feel a little like JV to me and I think I think he needs I, I like I believe in him I think he's the guy 
but I, I don't want them to get lazy on on his um, on his visuals. You know, I want him to feel special, and I want him to come out and be special. I don't. I don't know if I'd put him in NXT shorts. Like I think he needs to be his own, standing out from the actual brand of the of the company. Yeah, yeah. The shirt I didn't even recognize is like a skull with NXT on it. It might have been a Triple H shirt. I, you know, it's just his birthday, so maybe he's just doing it for his birthday. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, hey, well, hey, at least he wasn't out in gear, all dressed up to do. You know, just to have no match. Yeah. So that was that was a positive. Yeah. But that was it for me. That was the only other negative I had. Um, I was just like, I don't know if you even got this match on your version, but uh, Jake Atlas versus nope. uh, Swerve. Uh, Didn't get Swerve. it. I mean, I, God, I really like these guys a lot. Really high on both, obviously, um, especially Atlas. But also, I really like Swerve. I liked, I've liked his game for a while now. Um, it was just a, a match between two guys who are extremely athletic, who can... Ex- choreograph these things really well to a point where it's just looks like it's choreographed the whole match. Like they're doing these synchronized swimming spots basically. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's just too clean is there's no, there's no rough edges. There's no physicality. It's, 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 um, it's just a performance. You know, so you're not, you're not believing it. You're not believing what they're doing. Um, so I was uh, really disappointed that match. Um, I think uh, they, they could have done, I like to see them, you know, yeah, it's great to have these great spots, but, you know, throw maybe four or five less out and, you know, give me a wrestling. I know Swerve can do it. Mm-hmm. I know. I've seen him. I've seen him in great matches, uh, very different looking, like physical, almost like, you know, I won't say realistic, but, you know, yeah, they I mean, they, they felt like a fight, um, you know, with matches in MLW, um, when he was a champion or challenging Good guys like a guy like Tom Lawler, of course, who does that style. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Low Key, who's you know does that style too. So, I know he has it in him, and he yep. can do it and be really convincing. But this was just too clean. Um, you know, like, like Gargano and Strong was clean too a lot, but they also looked like they were beating the shit at each other. Where Swerve and Alice just look like they're just dancing out there. All right. Um... Let's see. I th- yeah, I think that was it for me. So uh, we will uh, we will be back on Monday with our WCW Saturday Night Review from the August first first edition, nineteen ninety two. Back to the two hour version. Uh, this was a two hour show. Uh, but the, but yeah, so so we'll be back. Like I said, if I can get Ryan on the show, that's my that's my goal. Bring him on. We haven't heard from him yet, though. I I would say check out Top Rope Nation. Uh, they they have a good thing going. He interviewed Jim Ross uh, when Ross's book came out. So you know Ryan does some good work. But yeah, so that is it. So first of all, thank you to everyone for your advice, looking out for your boy. But secondly, um. You know, if you do want to check out the wedding, just let me know. I'll hook you up with the code. And uh, just thanks to John. John is actually in part of the halftime show of the wedding. He and Kaylee are involved, so you'll get to see John as well. But yeah, so for John, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.